0: good Good morning morning, tappers tappers. i love that little shimmy you did
1: (laughs) full body into it
0: (laughs) yes welcome back everybody to another episode of crime on tap we are back here for season two stronger than ever and we are thriving are we not megan
1: yes we were uh, january we hit a rough patch we were not posting so people were like not listening but we're back (laughs) we're twice a week we are in your face mm-hmm and bring you those hot toppies
0: yeah so happy friday everybody thank you again for joining us on this journey to 50 unique listeners on the anchor app
1: oh my gosh we should do like they used to do back in the day with the fundraisers and it would be like this like level thing yeah and they'd like color in mm-hmm.
0: you know
1: you know what i'm talking about
0: oh like At the, the and stuff. yes and they made it in like the shape of a thermometer yes <laughs> <laughs> I definitely oh, I definitely know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good idea. Maybe we can add that to our Instagram. <gasps> All of us over on Instagram at Crymontet Pod. We are Season two, stronger than ever. Like I said, we are over there posting, not posting daily, but posting usually the date of the day we're posting an episode. So every Monday and Friday, be sure to tune in our Instagram to be kept up with the latest Crime on Tap news. And yeah, I think just season two, we're having more fun with it. being more active with our followers because we know... The tappers are hardcore, and they love the content that we're putting out. All,
1: all our two tappers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of the two. How has your week been?
1: Um, Been pretty same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Um, Working, living. I had a doctor's appointment.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I hate going
1: to the doctors. I hate going to the dentist. I hate all that stuff. I don't like when people like inspect me.
0: Yeah, know? I see that. I yeah, because I haven't been to the dentist in like five years. So.
1: Oh yeah, same. I well, I also have trauma from the dentist because when I was ten, I accidentally popped my tooth out, or I guess oh. I broke it. Okay. So I had to have so many surgeries on my missing tooth and root Oof. canal and that whole area as a kid that oh. I'm like. Oh man, I can still feel it. Oh my like God. I, I feel like the dentists do not care about my feelings because I was like, I literally feel what you're doing right now. And they're like, no, I gave you Novocaine. You can't feel it. I'm like, I'm telling you right now that I'm feeling it. And they're I like, can, no, you're not.
0: I feel the roots being extracted from my mouth. No, you can't.
1: Yeah. And, the, and then they do the thing where they like shake your lip to distract you from the Novocaine. I'm like, you're hurting me when you do that. Or like
0: when they tap on your shoulder. Like it's not helping.
1: Oh my gosh. I I have a beef with a dentist. You're not bringing up the dentist
0: in my presence. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you had to go through. Through that.
1: Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. And so now I hate the dentist. Well, okay,
0: so. One of my my biggest fears, which I'm going through it right now, which I did. Did I tell you that I have a kinker sore?
1: Yes. And I told you you use salt water?
0: Yes. And I was like, that's a fucking myth. It's not real. (laughs) I am never using salt on an open wound in my mouth. Never happening. But I am here to report that it's not just one kinker sore that is depilitating. My livelihood, like I literally can't function. I can't do anything. I can't eat because it's so painful to eat. I'm I'm literally starving right now. Oh my um, God. But it's not just one canker sore, Megan. It is four <laughs> canker sores in the same area,
1: like an outbreak.
0: Four. I I don't know what's going on. Need I need a literally... feeding
1: tube at this point.
0: I know. And Patrick's like, it's because your B12 levels are low. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what even, who is a B12? What is that? <gasps> yeah, he's, my B12 levels are low and it's because I drink too much coffee and it's ruining the pH balance in my mouth.
1: Oh, I drink a lot of coffee. My mouth is fine.
0: <laughs> but I, I literally told him, I was like, I bit my lip. I remember the moment I penetrated the flesh in my <laughs> mouth. Like I knew from that moment on my week was going to be a disaster. And it has because I literally have been in so much pain for this entire week. But I'm rounding the corner. It's finally at that point where it's like healed enough where it doesn't hurt to speak. So I'm glad it is healed enough for me to even be here today. For
1: the podcast. Well, yes. we thank the podcast gods for mm-hmm. healing your canker sores just enough.
0: Megan, how about we get into <gasps> the poor before the four? Oh my God. <laughs> Megan, what are you pouring before we get into the four segments this week?
1: Um, So I have some decaf coffee here. Oh,
0: okay. A little
1: Dunkin' Donuts brand. Yes. With some cream and sugi. Oh, okay. And I have a little ASMR because I got Ooh. this cup as one of my Christmas bonuses from the salon. Alright, hold on. Let me put
0: both headphones in for this. I oh my god. It.
1: And it comes with like a little like stirring spoon that like goes in through the handle. Do you see here?
0: I that's innovative.
1: I love it. So let's listen to the clinking.
0: <gasps> oh, I'm getting hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you even hear it?
0: Oh I can hear it. Well well Megan you're drinking the decaf preparing for bed um i have a gin and tonic tonight oh my god why is she red uh well i also added a little grenadine to my glass tonight just for the color and the little added like fruit flavor because i didn't have any cranberry and i love a little splash of crayon on my gin and tonic
1: put it into gear because the hot toppies are here
0: Ooh. i'm so getting used to that one.
1: Oh yeah i know it sounds weird but <laughs> we're gonna work with it
0: yes all righty guys so we have a great episode planned for you guys today Lots of hot breaking news, both locally, celebrity. All right, so I'm gonna get right into it. So first I wanna start with a hometown a hometown news story, which this is so sad, Megan. The first story we have here is regarding a Boston police officer who was found unresponsive outside a home in Canton, Massachusetts. I have some relation to the story because I drive through Canton, Massachusetts every day to get to work, and I also get my coffee in there.
1: <laughs> so it's very sacred.
0: So it's very sacred to me, very personal. Um, and I actually did <laughs> guys, I'm like a full-time journalist on the fucking prowl. I was on the street where this man was found unresponsive. <laughs> I had to <gasps> oh see where God. the crime scene was and where this Boston police officer was found was in a snowbank outside a home in a mass. And I did, yes, I did drive up the street to see. Where it happened, and it was just a normal neighborhood.
1: (laughs) Oh, was there like still crime tape? Because I'm like, that would be perfect for you to Mm. take pictures of and then put on our Instagram.
0: (laughs) Well, there was nothing, but maybe I'll go back to get the pictures of the house. Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe I'll do like a full, like, live, like, drive by story. Put on the Instagram, guys. Check out the Instagram. I'll do a full drive by.
1: Okay, coming soon.
0: Coming soon. I'll get you guys that tea. I'll post it once we post this episode. I'll post it on Instagram. All right, but back to the story. So we have a story here regarding a Boston police officer. His name was John O'Keefe. He was 46 years old, and he was, again, found dead outside a snowbank in a home that was well known to him. Now, where this story gets interesting is that John O'Keefe, people say that he was a typical old family man, well-loved, and that he would give the shirt off his back to anybody in need. The home where he was found dead outside of he was actually taking care of his deceased sister's two kids. Now the story gets even sadder because not only did his sister recently pass away from a brain tumor, but his sister's boyfriend also passed away recently from a heart attack. So he was uh-huh. sort of the guardian for these two kids at this point in time. And like
1: didn't I think in the article it said that he completely like rearranged his life in his home to take in yes. the kids and stuff. And like the articles that I read, it's just, like, talking about how amazing he is.
0: Yes. I mean, the neighbors were, like, he basically redid his entire life to center around the kids so they can have somewhat of a normal life after losing their two parents. Within months. It was so quick.
1: Oh my God. This poor family. And I have to say, this picture of him, he is such a, like, Irish Boston man because yes. he has a Tears shirt on. I, like... <sighs> He even looks really Irish, I have to say. He is like a born and bred Boston Irishman.
0: (laughs) He just looks Boston. Like, I can literally hear the accent from the picture.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So now where the story gets interesting, because we're not going to report a death around here, you know, people die every damn day. The story story gets better because his girlfriend, Karen A. Reed, 41 of Mansfield, Matt, has recently pleaded not guilty to manslaughter charges. (gasps) Gas. Why
1: is that? What? Sean, are you going to tell us?
0: I will. So prosecutors <laughs> are saying that John, as he was discovered uh, laying in the snowbank, he was suffering from cuts to his arms swollen eyes, a skull fracture, and hypothermia had set in. The story gets interesting regarding Miss Karen A. Reed. Apparently, the night of the day that John O'Keefe was found dead, they were out drinking at a couple bars in Canton, Massachusetts. At around midnight to 1 a.m., it is said that Karen was dropping John off at the home in Canton, Massachusetts, of where the two kids were staying. Now, it is said that she was making a three-point turn and leaving when it is alleged that she hit him with the car and they have been fighting the night of now there's also been reports saying that she made multiple comments to her friend saying i hit him i hit him i hit him and there's also reports of her calling him at 4 30 a.m asking where he was so i'm believing that she is calling him at 4 30 in the morning trying to like make a case to be like oh my god i don't know where he is you know
1: mm mm-hmm. um but it's because well i wonder if she's also was calling him to be like oh my god are you still alive or did Basically, i kill you
0: <laughs> well so her vehicle was found at her home and the i think it was the taillight was <laughs> destroyed now she's current she currently pleaded not guilty to manslaughter charges and also leaving the scene of a motor vehicle crash causing a death so honestly mm, I think she did it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So she was... So they were drinking when she was driving?
0: Yeah. I think they were at a couple bars... They were at a couple bars the night before. Okay. So nothing is confirmed about what happened. Mm-hmm. What I am alleging happened is that she hit him with the car, but I don't think she intended to kill him. She kind of probably fucking knocked his ass out. And this was also the day of the nor'easter in Boston where we got 27 inches of snow. Mm-hmm. So she hit him with the car... He went into the snowbank with a skull fracture and basically died. I don't think she knew the extent of um, what she did.
1: And it, it says that the it's still under investigation. Like yeah. Like, deter- so they haven't determined the cause of death.
0: I believe the cause of death was due to hypothermia.
1: Well, probably because he was knocked out, passed out, and then yeah. couldn't get out of a snowbank. and.
0: Right? Yeah. So that's currently where we are right now in this case, is that she was currently arrested and... She pled not guilty to the charges. I mean, all the clues are pointing towards her killing him.
1: And also, like, okay. What if, like, okay, I hit him, but I wasn't, you know, trying to kill him. I was Mm -hmm. just trying to, like, you know, send a message. It's like, don't hit people with your cars. That's crazy. What a Karen thing to do.
0: Right? Of course. It's a fucking Karen. That's where, where we are with that case. We'll have to keep you guys updated on what happens further.
1: So, mine is something like very obscure that I thought was really cool because I love National Treasure.
0: This one was so cool. I'm glad you brought this one up.
1: Yeah, and like this is the main of like Da Vinci Code and Indiana Jones. Like I thought it was really interesting. So this guy named Arthur Brand, who has been dubbed the Indiana Jones of the art world. He's so um,
0: cool. And the
1: thing is he looks like just like a regular like old British professor is what
0: he looks like. (laughs) I honestly, when I was reading into this story, I i feel like i've seen so many movies about this like not just indiana jones but like i feel like there's another one oh my god the one that was on netflix with um ryan reynolds
1: oh yes oh oh i watched that that was pretty fun
0: was it like red something
1: red notice
0: red notice
1: yeah that was good that was like that was like on the top 10 wasn't it
0: yes
1: okay arthur brandon is definitely not ryan reynolds let's just put that out there he's like an
0: old british guy (laughs) i know i just i really want to be him i don't know how to get in that position like he has or the career but i want to be that
1: i feel like it's definitely something you probably fall into you know yeah so what he does basically is he recovers like stolen art and sculptures and stuff. So he has resurfaced stuff like a painting, a Picasso painting, sculptures called Hitler's Horses that were outside the Berlin um, Chan- Chancellery.
0: That was the coolest to me.
1: And so he's just like, like living this like super spy lifestyle pretty much. Yes.
0: Okay. I definitely feel like he had to, you know, like he must've been like a villain or a convict at some point to even get into this career. Cause how do you deal with like black market art? And not uh, be, like, sought after by the police, you know?
1: Well, and also I think it's, like, one of those things where maybe I'm, like, talking too much about the movies. But, like, you have to, like, get in the head of, like, a thief. It's, like, I know how a thief would do this. Yeah. Sort of. Like, how they would get away with it. He just recently uncovered um, something else. It... Was for it was stolen from the museum in France. Let me try to pronounce this: Musée du pays. Oh, that's probably not even close to being right.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, here on Carmont Tap, we can't pronounce anything correctly, so. Even it,
1: in the English language, and this yeah, is French, so I, <laughs> so all of our French listeners are probably just cringing right now.
0: <laughs> Sorry, just don't listen to this one.
1: So it was a first-century bronze statue of the god Bacchus, which <laughs> is like the god of wine. So like oh, literally king, king, and along with it that was stolen was five thousand Roman coins, mm-hmm. um, and it was stolen back in December nineteenth, nineteen seventy-three. The thieves just smashed a window. Um, crawled through the bars and took the statue and the coins
0: i feel like that was too easy
1: (laughs) well okay we gotta think this was 1973 so i feel like security's definitely like bumped up since then.
0: (laughs) i don't like uh, maybe at the point in time they didn't recognize the piece as being as valuable as they thought you know so they were like oh it got stolen who cares
1: well it seems like i mean if they still wanted it back all these years later it must have been worth something i don't I mean like the first century
0: if i'm gonna steal something like on last week's episode when we had that man who used a landscaping rock to break into a bank he oh, stole yeah. money That he could just circulate back into the system. I'm not going to steal an art piece. I'm sorry.
1: Well, those can be worth a lot of
0: money. But, like, I don't even have the connection to sell it.
1: That's true. You definitely have to be, like, a part of that, like...
0: Yeah. That, like, underground culture. Like, people talk about aliens. I want to know more about the black market. I want to know how it (laughs) works. How do you get into it?
1: Well, that's part of... Why it works is because the people that need to know about it know about it.
0: I guess, but I'm interested. So if you, anybody's listening, I'm looking for a Picasso painting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I want it for $3. <laughs> it's got to be a bargain.
0: I'm looking to obtain the Mona Lisa. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah, right. Good luck. Yeah, you'll have to do more than smash a window with a landscaping rock to get the
0: Mona Lisa. Well, I mean, Arthur, he did recover a Picasso painting. So maybe he can just like get me one.
1: Under the <laughs> he, table. He knows. He knows people.
0: I'll give him the podcast money.
1: <laughs> $10.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So anyway, someone had uh, reached out to him to investigate this statue that he bought legally on the art circuit. So somehow this statue came became legally sold. I don't know how yes. that works. Um, so he, what they call in our world is called like Providence, which is kind of like the origins and who's had it. Kind of like like when you buy a deed to a house or something. It has a list of all the people who have owned it before. Megan, you
0: read my fucking mind. <laughs> I was literally just going to say that because I'm 80% done my realty courses. Oh, damn. And that's one of the things you go get the deed. It gives you the entire history of who's owned the house.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. And um, he was really that's... struggling,
0: but, but honestly, that's good for them. <laughs> like these underground black market workers are keeping good history of these items keeping good records, like, good for them.
1: They still care. They must still care about the
0: art. Uh, do you? I bet there's a Google Sheet document. <laughs> like, it's a lot... It's
1: very old.
0: i <laughs> uh, like, what if we can get access to that Google Doc? We'll,
1: we'll have to talk to Arthur about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Arthur went in and he put, like, X for the column for, like, got back. Got back the, the God of the Wine statue.
1: Mm-hmm. Retrieved. <laughs> Retrieved. So... After several months of looking into it, he found this obscure 1927 edition of a French archaeological magazine that, um, that he found was the statue. So it, it was known to have been circulating. Like yes. He was able to then, with that, start tracking down. And he had learned that through that article that the piece had been stolen because mm-hmm. he was able to track the province and everything, he realized it had been stolen from the French museum. So he told the the own, the person that had obtained it legally, so they didn't do anything wrong. Yep. They got it checked out. They did everything right, and the owner, who remains anonymous, was did want to give it back to the museum. And under French law, he had to be paid a small amount, a fraction of the statue's value, yep. which could be millions and millions of dollars.
0: Well, I'm sure he was like, I want at least the money back. I paid for it. You know,
1: yeah. Well, and that, well, and that's kind of under French law. It's called like a um a safekeeping thing because he, you know, kept it safe and wasn't the did everything right, and he wasn't the the stealer of it, and he did obtain it legally. That he mm-hmm. was like compensated for equal value, now, sort of thing.
0: I read that it was an Australian client who received the piece, and at the point in time, he didn't even know it was like a stolen sacred piece, and he was like demanding it be given back to the museum, right?
1: Yeah, it it was um, Austrian. Austrian,
0: Austrian, yes.
1: So it was an Austrian client, and he, just like, I feel like if you're a lover of art, you want things to be where they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And also, I feel like for me, personally, like, I don't want to have stolen goods. That just doesn't feel good, you know? So, and I feel like he probably wasn't too broken up about it, because then he got, um some money (laughs) back i hope he got back what he paid for it I'd, i'd assume that he maybe even got a little bit more probably
0: so is this how it works is the australian austrian client like well i can't contact the french police or the museum because then you know he's already in dealing with underground art so is that why he contacts arthur to be, like, the middleman to get the transaction done?
1: Well, he well, he bought it legally. And like, it probably was just missing some, you know, certifications and some, mm, like, of the providence and, you know. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. So he reached out to this guy to be like, okay, what's the deal with this? this you know, I want to make sure this is all above board. Because, I mean, he didn't technically commit a crime. Yeah. But also, Arthur Brand is, like, he... This is his domain. Like, it's, it'll be a lot different than, like, a French police officer being, like, who is Bacchus? You know what I'm saying? Like, Arthur knows what he's doing, knows where to look, yep. you know, that sort of stuff. So
0: He needs a Netflix series. That's all I'm saying.
1: I would watch the shit out of that.
0: Right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you get into this profession? Like, he... No, it, like, doesn't seem real that people actually do this. Like, how do you retrieve a Picasso painting? Hitler's horses. He got back oscar wilde's ring like what how do you do I that i know how does he not already have
1: like a documentary or something like, i don't know i feel like after this huge like story because i'd never heard of him before this i feel I like know. after this story maybe he'll be mainstream
0: well i was like arthur brand is he related to russell brand <laughs> <laughs> but like i was like there's no way there's a relation there
1: yeah russell brand's too stupid sorry
0: <laughs> yeah i love that story megan i'm so glad you brought that to our attention mm-hmm. and the- i know i thought it was so cool yeah i mean i'm d- we're definitely have to keep updated on this man he's such a mystery and see what he discovers next because i'm sure he's not stopping
1: Yeah, we're just going to become an Arthur Brand podcast after this.
0: (laughs) We're the Arthur Brand fan club. (laughs) Um, But I also did read Megan that received free entry for life to the museum.
1: Oh, yes. I did forget about that. Yes.
0: That was like, I'm sure he was so excited.
1: I know. He's he's a lover of art. He will love
0: that. So on to the third story. We're getting to third gear here. Um, (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. We forgot to do it for the first two. We're just skipping
0: (laughs) right to third gear. Skipping it to third. I don't know if you guys have heard... Have you all heard about Groundhog Day? I'm sure. <laughs> there's more to Groundhog Day than I initially thought there was, Megan.
1: Is it just a New England thing or is it a whole thing?
0: I, well, no. I guess it's, I don't know. I think it's an Eastern thing because an Eastern thing. there's groundhogs in New York City, there's groundhogs in Jersey, Philly, and they're not New England, right?
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: So I didn't know, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know there was more than one groundhog who predicted the weather
1: i did not know that either
0: i knew old faithful punks tawny phil and i I thought he was the only one he is not and also i have beef with punks (laughs) with punks because i honestly i've never looked into him and his record and his stats but he's only ever been 39 percent correct since he started his position, well, not him specifically, but the whole tradition since eighteen eighty seven.
1: Okay, so why do we keep doing it if it's like not even fifty percent accurate?
0: I, I apparently in the last ten years he's predicted the seven out of ten years correct, but shit, thirty nine percent correct <laughs> over a hundred years. So it's only been right
1: thirty nine years. Then
0: why are we still doing this? Why are we even reporting the story? But it doesn't regard Mister Punks. It actually regards New Jersey native Milltown Mel. Is,
1: so this is another groundhog or is this a, yes. ma- a person? Okay. This is a
0: groundhog. This is Punksville's neighbor, Milltown Mel, Mill. which he has been working for years. And his sole duty is to offer the weather prediction, whether it's going to be six more weeks of winter or an early spring, basically. Um, and this year conspiracy or not um, the day before his big day, like he has one job, one duty he died <laughs> the day before oh,
1: I laugh.
0: <laughs> the day before and he died.
1: Oh, he was like, I'm gearing up all day. He's yep. been gearing up all year for this. And he just flatlines."
0: <laughs> so apparently um, they call themselves wranglers who um, handle the groundhogs. And apparently it's like a whole facility where these groundhogs stay. And they reported that Mailtown Mel has apparently, Crossed the Rainbow Bridge, and he passed away a day before his job. And they actually didn't even report um, a prediction this year. So, it's, and
1: did they have like a little memorial instead?
0: I mean, I'm sure he's got a gravestone. He had a full service and everything. So, I'm sure he was well taken care of. Um, I just wanted to give a little bit another backstory behind this whole tradition. Apparently, it's some like Catholic tradition that they've been doing for years. Like I said, the 1800s. And there's more than one. There's Punxsutawney Phil. There's Dunkirk Dave, <laughs> Staten Island Chuck, and also there's Bucky Chuck who lives in Ohio, and they all predict the weather.
1: Oh my god, these! I'm sorry, the names. It's like Puckettany Phil and Millhouse Mal and yeah. Dunkirk Dave. <laughs> he's like the he's like the un, the drunk uncle no one wants to bring to the party. Uh, yes.
0: Dunkirk
1: Dave.
0: But like, did did you know, like Tappers? Did you know there was more than one? groundhog that predicted the weather like i thought it was only punksy i thought it was punks and i thought that was it but i guess and
1: honestly as a vermonter i don't even pay attention to that anymore because it's always six weeks of winter whether right. punks tawny phil says it is or not like it's always six more weeks of winter that's just the weather here
0: megan we're popping it into fourth gear what do you got for us
1: so mine is about a death that happened it last year in september so I don't know if this story has been popping off. I don't know if people have heard. I ha- actually but, I haven't um, heard about this story. Uh, well, it's all over my Facebook and YouTube and stuff.
0: Okay. So. Oh, on the tubes. Um, okay. It's got to be On serious. the tubes.
1: Um, so Michael K. Williams, um, he died last year in his Brooklyn home on September 6th. And I actually like did not know who he was, so I looked it up. And now I know who he is. So he was in The Wire and um, Lovecraft Country.
0: I don't know either of those, but R.I.P.
1: So he was an actor. He died at the age of 54.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And four people now have just been. Oh, yeah. So I just want to say that he died of an accidental overdose. Yes. Of the drugs.
0: And apparently he's been suffering with uh, drug problems for a while. And he's been pretty vocal about them, from what I read.
1: Mm-hmm, about like recovery and stuff. So I think mm-hmm. I think it was it was heroin I want to say. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Four people have been arrested in connection with his overdose. So it's now more a homicide case. So yeah. four gentlemen, Ivern Cartagena. Wait, hector, I had it as
0: Irvin. What I call him? Ivern?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, so I just mispronounced it. So <laughs> Irvin, Ivern, Irvin.
0: <laughs> Again, we don't do names on Cry on top
1: So Mr. I Steve Oh Irvin.
0: Irvin. Yeah, what did I say?
1: I oh, no, I'm just trying to get it right for myself. Oh. <laughs> um I keep wanting to say Irwin, like Steve Irwin. Oh my god, R.I.P. Oh my god, we miss you every day. Um Hector Robles, Louise Cruz, and Carlos Mackey or Massey or Macy. <laughs> Oh my god, Carlos was 70 years old.
0: Honestly, Megan, in my research, I stopped at Irvin and put three others. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well i'm trying to bring everyone the facts here on crime on top sorry
0: i saw Irvin's name and then i saw the rest and i was like i'm gonna stop right here because i know my place here on crime on top
1: yeah <laughs> so i'll i will butcher the names and take the um the embarrassment we'll take
0: the hit on this one okay thanks. yeah
1: um so they're each charged with conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute Fentanyl, analog fentanyl, and heroin.
0: Get them off the damn streets.
1: And that's what they, well, because Michael K. Williams did not pay for fentanyl. They laced it with fentanyl. Yes. So, yeah, he did commit a crime by, you know, buying and taking drugs. Okay. He was, he's ill. He has an addiction.
0: Mm -hmm. He's had an issue.
1: Just a little bit over the amount of fentanyl will, drop drop you like a dead horse Yep. and like i don't understand this trend because this is even happening in vermont people are releasing weed with fentanyl
0: and i don't get it because you're only killing off people buying your product
1: that's exactly what i was gonna say i was like okay what are they getting from this because they are killing their customers yes
0: imagine that they
1: someone who's involved with drugs or knows drugs can you please explain to me why people are doing
0: this please hit us at dm us we'll love to have you on here to explain why you're doing this
1: because i'm sorry we're goody two shoes (laughs)
0: honestly we'll sign an NDA. i'm not scared we will not report you to the police we just want to know why you are killing your customer
1: yeah because a dead customer don't pay
0: well my thought is that usually with drug addicts and people who sell drugs they don't give a fuck about anything They just want it in that moment and they're going to get it. If Mm -hmm. they want that money, they got somebody coming to them and they got fentanyl-laced crack or heroin, then they're going to sell it. Well,
1: I do know that part of it is like they sometimes for people that are trying it, they usually give the first like of heroin or meth or whatever they give the first package i guess for free because they want to get you hooked on um, the harder stuff because the harder stuff is more expensive so i'm wondering if they're like just trying to get people hooked on fentanyl because it is more they can make more money off mm, of it because it's harder maybe but still it's just like such a fine line with fentanyl you could so easily kill somebody i feel like what they're charged with carries a maximum sentence of 40 years good and um Irv- irvine irving <laughs> Cartagena was charged with Williams' death in connection with the um, conspiracy. And he was arrested in Puerto Rico. So he knew he was in trouble because he fucking ran. Well,
0: he fucking killed an actor.
1: Yeah, right. They're obviously, you know, it's not some like, not that, you know, his life is worth more, but unfortunately yep. in our system, it's not some like bum in a gutter. Like this is like an actor with a beautiful home in Brooklyn. Like, yeah, they're going to look into it and find out. Yeah, What. Is going on um and the other three defendants were arrested in manhattan and um they are scheduled to appear in federal court next wednesday i Ooh, believe
0: okay good to
1: kind of find out what's going on here so seems like this was like a drug ring these four men i came out carlos has been running for how long he's 70 years old and he's just now getting caught
0: i mean he's good yeah <laughs> all right well you're gonna love this megan because it is okay. a crime season one throwback on how to catch a crook 101 so basically they it was caught on video surveillance so the cctv mm-hmm. and leah will love that reference from Broadchurch. on september 5th 2021 they saw the hand-to-hand transaction from mr Irvin. To Mr. Michael K. Williams, which they discovered this video by tracking Mr. Michael K. Williams' license plate, reader records, and also his GPS data from his cell phone. Oh my
1: God. Which,
0: Megan, that's AKA slang for what?
1: Cell phone ping. Ping
0: off the tower. <laughs> ping off the tower. <laughs> if you all go back to early episodes of Chrome and Tap to our Snap series, you know how much we love the ping off the tower.
1: Mm -hmm. And I love that they were actually doing, like, some police work. Right?
0: So they were doing license plate readers across the Williamsburg Bridge. So they saw Mr. Michael K. Williams go from Brooklyn to Manhattan over the bridge camera. They discovered the transaction on video camera. They didn't say if it was a ring camera, Megan, but I am 100% guaranteeing that it was a ring camera because mm-hmm. we both know that it's the new age ping off the cell phone tower.
1: Yes. Or the, um, <laughs> the doorbell cameras.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, and then they tracked Mr. K Williams going back from Manhattan, back to Brooklyn, where they discovered him never leaving the house again. And actually the day they found his body in his apartment, he was wearing the same clothes he was wearing in the video surveillance.
1: Oh mm. my gosh. You know what? Now that you say it, I think, I didn't, like, read that, but I saw, like, in headlines, I saw the the picture of the transaction from, like, the fuzzy. Oh, panel.
0: yep. Yeah. You see, I wanted to know, because I was curious. I was like, how did they catch him? And how did they get four men off the street selling fentanyl? Mm-hmm. And that's how. I, I,
1: you're a better detective than me.
0: I mean... The GPS paying off the cell phone tower. Classic. Thank Mm -hmm. you. All right, Megan, let's put it back into park. We are parking this episode right here. We thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Come On Tap. We hope you guys enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys here again Monday.
1: So make sure to follow us on our Instagram at Tap Pod and listen to us on Spotify, Apple, the other ones. Leave five star reviews to help us with the algorithm boost. Mm-hmm. Leave comments, suggestions, emojis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything for the content, please.
1: Yes, anything.
0: Also, be to share with your family and friends, your grandma. Oh my god, throwback.
1: Oh my god, I know you're all gonna miss that hearing that intro. We'll
0: see you next time where crime is is always always on (laughs) tap.